Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1002. Beginner question, should I bulk or cut? Part one by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook. Now we have five shows where we do this. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find all of them. Now, today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate. So I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. And so let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Beginner question, should I bulk? or cut, part one by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. One of the common questions that will always be asked is, should I bulk or should I cut? Just do a quick search on the bodybuilding.com forums and you'll get a mound of results from many young or younger guys promulgating the next step in their fitness journey. Many beginners, primarily males, will often be exposed to strength training or bodybuilding by a friend, magazine, an old book, or whatnot. Within a few days, an obsession with resembling the models they see in the media beats against their brain incessantly until they can no longer recite their ABCs. The reasons are bold and apparent. Some believe the girls are heartily attracted to large, muscle-bound men as the cover model sports a sexy figure on each side for the cover art. Another belief is that large muscles, to a degree, equal success as bodybuilders prance around on stage with their trophies and fat checks in the latest flex mag. But the main reason most guys wish to build an incredible physique is not that they think it will win them the girl or because of a belief it will make them successful. No, it's primarily due to either one, a serious competitive drive they've garnered as a result of participating in athletics growing up, and some are just naturally competitive regardless of athletics, and two, deep-seated insecurity with their appearance. Now, regardless of the reasons, there are more. The ones I just mentioned are just some common examples. The cycle normally goes something like this. Typical downward spiral. Discover strength, training, bodybuilding, fitness, whatever. Start working out haphazardly, hopefully avoiding injury. Learn about the popular bulking and cutting strategies used in bodybuilding. Attempt one or the other without much knowledge as to how or why. Fail. Try again, spinning their wheels. Fail. Try again, either do a bit better or spin their wheels some more get confused, eat some donuts, find a new hobby, keep going until it all works out, which is very rare. The truth is that most won't make it past their initial bulk and cut experiment. If they do, 
many may find themselves in a perpetual state of indecision about what to do next. It's like they're asking all these questions, but no answers seem to fit. Or they could possibly fit, but they can't locate the round peg for their round hole. It doesn't make sense, any of it. While a select few make stellar progress in the face of suboptimal training and nutrient intake, most others fall to the wayside, wondering what the secrets are and how much they cost. This is how millions are made each year, selling secrets that aren't really secrets at all. Let's get started with a question I received last week, and I'll give my opinion and then elaborate fully with my beliefs about bulking and cutting periods and whether or not they are for you. Quote, I have friends who are really skinny, yet don't have a six-pack and want one. They're trying to lose even more fat to get it. I myself don't even know if losing fat or building muscle will help me reach my goals as I don't really know what I'd look like if I went either way. Sometimes I feel like I'm just spinning my wheels. End quote. Bulking and cutting define, and other stuff. Briefly, bulking refers to the period, also known as the off-season by competition bodybuilders, in which one trains regularly and consumes more energy, think food, in hopes of adding slabs of red meat to their skeletal structure. There are many ways to go about it. Some make a sloppy attempt at gaining weight. Their jaws literally turn into a food funnel, and no plate ever goes to the sink with any remains for disposal. It's not unheard of for someone to gain 20 to 30 pounds in the name of growing their muscles over a 16 to 20 week period. Then we have others who practice a more conservative approach, tracking their intake and timing their meals with the hopes of gaining one to two pounds of muscle per month. We also encounter the confused teen, regardless of wondrous intent, that believes endless amounts of clean food will lead to 100% pure muscle gains because the carbs are slow digesting or complex. Cutting refers to the period of time spent losing weight when the off-season ends. During this phase of the cycle, one will attempt to shed the excess weight gained as a result of continual force feeding from the previous months. Their hope is they'll soon reveal a newly chiseled Greek-like physique. For many, not all though, this is where the obsessive tendencies begin to surface. Usually it will start with an unrealistic goal. As a result of said unrealism, drastic measures are often taken. Some people really believe they can shed all the excess fat they gained over five months in just six to eight weeks' time with no muscle loss. While this is perfectly doable for certain situations, it's highly unrealistic for many. The diet typically becomes very strict and restricted, which creates many psychological problems in itself. For the novice trainee, it's not always a pretty picture because the end result often turns into a big disappointment and they end up exactly where they started. Someone creates an outlandish goal only to fail and fail hard. They expect to be ready for an event or for summer and realize that they were way fatter than estimated and it will likely take longer to reach their idealistic aesthetic state than previously planned. Bulking and age. I suppose the next areas we should address are age and experience. Let's start with age. Most underweight teenage boys could actually benefit from a supposed bulking period for two reasons. They'll get to a healthy weight rather quickly And if they decide to train during said overfeeding, their extremely elevated hormonal system will take care of making sure those extra calories lead to the accrual of new lean body mass. In fact, it's not unheard of for guys just getting into weight training to gain 20 to 25 pounds over a year or so, lots of it being lean body mass. Yes, mother nature is awesome. As one gets older, we know that a constant surplus of calories will not always have such positive effects. Unless, of course, we sprung from the wildly coveted elitist gene pool. If you're that lucky, stop listening now, go sit on your rump, eat some pie whilst dreaming of squatting, 
and just watched your seams burst with new muscle growth. But what we do know here is this. The younger you are, in general, the higher levels of certain hormones like testosterone will be. Over time, the natural levels will slowly decrease. Thus, the ability to add new muscle. It happens. So if you're a young, hormone-enraged male, a steady surplus of calories plus heavy progressive overload is usually okay. Get strong and big. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Beginner Question, Should I Bulk or Cut? by JC Dean of jcdfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Boy, did JC's post hit home with me. I remember those days of being a frustrated 110-pound college student trying to add body weight to my skinny frame. I would get frustrated because no matter what I seemed to do or how much I ate, I couldn't seem to pack on any pounds. I was working out fairly regularly, but it didn't seem to matter when it came to building muscle and getting the physique I wanted. But sure enough, once I hit my mid to late 20s, the weight was much easier to pack on. It was like a switch was flipped and my body said, hey, just to mess with you, it's now gonna be really easy to gain weight, especially around the belly. I went from having a waist that measured 28 inches to one that measured 36 inches. But looking back, I realized that my diet may not have been the problem. It may have been the way I was training. Now, I don't wanna steal JC's thunder, so you're just gonna have to wait to hear about that part of the story on tomorrow's episode. And so I thank you for listening today. Thank you for listening every day. As I said, I'll be back here tomorrow to finish up this post and my story. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.